Yeah. All right, we're recording. Um, yeah, so today, Sean and I, we are going to talk about um, just being athletic as long as possible in life um, and trying to stay as active as possible as long as possible. And I think, Sean, you put it, you want to die as young as possible, as old as possible, which is kind of a cool way of putting it. So I'll kind of let you uh, take it from there on that little phrase you just said. Yeah, so for a while, and don't get me wrong, like, the reason why I became a strength and we all become strength and conditioning coaches. We love sports. We love being physically active. We all have a little meathead side of us in the weight room. Like, that's totally cool. Like, if it wasn't for the bodybuilders way in the past that we read articles about, like, we wouldn't be who we are today. We wouldn't be who we are as a profession. But the more and more I look at just – driving one rep maxes over and over and over again into my training, like just trying to get my squat up, my deadlift up, my cleanup, whatever. Like I don't really need to have a one rep max higher than 405 on the deadlift. I want to be able to deadlift 405 when I'm 65. I think uh, Bert Soren's dad, uh, old man Soren, I think he's rich. I feel bad for forgetting this, but old man Soren deadlifts so much. I think it's, 495 every year at the Sorenex Expo, um, which is so totally cool. So that longevity of strength and that longevity of activity is something that really, really matters to me. And I think that's why I've uh, gone down the CrossFit rabbit hole over the last two to three years, uh, just as the um, whole athlete for life really really sounds cool to me like I, I i don't know that's that that to me like i want to be able to preach that to people because that is how i perceive myself like everyone is an athlete however i think being an athlete for life that is make sense yeah that, I think you kind of cut out there for a second, so I didn't know if you were you're done or not. But um, I think the biggest thing, like for me, all I ever want to do is play spike ball, play volleyball, play basketball, play pickleball, uh, go go fr frisbee golf. Like, yeah, just go play sports. And I'm 27 years old. I want to be able to do that when I'm 60. Um, and I think the I don't know, maybe you might think something different, but I think the reason people don't necessarily do that as they age is because they view physical activity or exercise as a chore. And it's like, oh, this is something I have to, I have to put my 45 minutes a day in because it's good for my physical well-being instead of thinking of it as something that they get to do and that they're blessed with every single day that they have two working legs, two working arms. And like, what's more fun than just going with a group of friends and playing some silly sports, some silly game and just being stupid and having fun for a couple hours playing silly game. Like I think at least, at least for me, when I'm talking to um, like my parents, when, when I, when I see my parents over a holiday or whatever, and they, they're physically fit, they exercise, but I, I went and played spike ball with them over the 4th of July and my mom is 60, 
sorry mom 60 i think and uh like <laughs> <My> she, mom, <laughs> age <laughs> and she's she's said to me before like she's nervous for when she becomes 75 or 80 about falling down and getting some bruise whatever just getting hurt because she fell over when she's in her 80s and i'm trying to say to her but mom think if we go play spike ball if you go play spike ball once a week or not even spike ball just something once a week and just inevitably you have to dive for a ball or you fall over and you kind of roll over and get up as fast as you can because you're still in the game you're still playing the sport and like it's just the nature of sports like that's going to prepare you for being 80 years old when you aren't as physically fit than doing your twice a week strength training or your three times a week strength training and 45 minutes on the elliptical and it's just like a different mindset that i think it's important to have like I get to go play sports. I get to go exercise. Then, oh, this is something I'm just, I got to do Monday, Wednesday, Friday at three times a week because I have to, and that's how I stay in shape. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like, I, I feel like I've seen that so much more over this past year from shipping. For example, I trained one of my clients today who's 75 years old. Like she is nervous about falling. Yeah. So, so what's the first thing I do? Well, we just did a glute bridge today <laughs> and we held it for 30 seconds and she was sore. It's like, okay, well that tells me a lot of what you've done in the past or lack of what you've done in the past. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what's, that's what's the most about not being an athlete. It's like, if I were to stop, I don't, I don't know what I would become if I were to stop besides addicted to food um, yeah. and food. Um, it's enticing, but I just don't, I, I don't think I could wrap my head around why you wouldn't want to set yourself up at an earlier age to be successful later in life, whether that's yeah. picking something up off the ground, a deadlift, whether that's, sitting and then standing back out standing back up from a chair a squat whether mm -hmm. that's over to get it just do anything literally reaching up on the high cabinets like your overhead press you name it like these these movements that people title as functional like i just don't think it's the right word i just don't think like functional functional fitness or functional movements get a bad rap i just don't know if that's the right term for them However, they are important for later in life. Like I, I overhead press, I deadlift, I do squats in my own training. But you know what I do now? Too? I still condition. I still do rowing intervals to keep my. Um, I still do gym. I, I do gymnastics work because one, that's a whole lot of fun. Yes. Yeah. And walking upside down, like I just learned how to handstand walk last year, and I'm 31. It's so much fun. <laughs> and honestly, my shoulder has never felt better. Like I was on a, I forget whose program it was on, but it was a weightlifting program for like eight weeks, heavy snatches, heavy clean and jerks. And it was, it was brutal. And my shoulders were fatigued and yeah. sore. I almost felt beat down after like I handstand walk for 250 total 250 total feet the other day, 
twice, I think. Yeah, 250 total, so 500 total feet of handstand walking. My shoulder feels great. A little sore, but it feels great. Yeah. But I also have more fun doing that stuff too. Yeah. But being able to not really just compete in athletic things, but just participate in athletic type stuff. The more I can do that later in life, I think the better life I'm happy. Yeah. And like, well, how many times have you heard people say like, oh, too old to do that now? Oh, back in my 30s, I could have, but not anymore. I don't want to get there. Yeah, like, like how, 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 bad, how bad would you, like talking about your mom, like I, do you ever want to get to the point where like, I, I feel like if I were to do that, I would I'd pull a hamstring. Like I have, I have nights. I have a guy on my team almost to 65 years old. Like, does he think he's going to pull a hamstring? I hope not. Yeah. He's our pitcher though. So. <laughs> uh, but like, I, I can't imagine doing that. I can't imagine participating in an athletic event or, so, or anything. And my first thought going, I probably shouldn't do that. I'm probably going to get hurt. Like that, that mm. is, that is a thought that I never want to have in my head. And that's where the whole athlete for life thing comes in and the whole live as young as you can for as long as you can. Yeah. That's what, that's basically where that thought process stems from. Yeah. Well, with you working at um, a commercial gym, I mean, I'm working with college athletes, so it's a little bit of a different, I don't know, you have different maybe communication styles, I guess. Um, how much of that do you bring up with your clients, especially the older ones? Like, well, don't you want to get back into just not having to worry about pulling a hammy, not having to worry about being so sore for an entire week after doing some sort of physical activity? Where does that fall in? I think the communication there comes from experience on their end. So for example, the 75 year old that I do train, like she has fallen. And a lot of my first conversation was with her like, okay, well, what did that feel like? Like that ever feeling that you want to have again. Okay. So what we can do from here is put you in a controlled environment where we can get onto the ground and then work our way progressively up off to the ground, up off the ground. And then we can do some stuff to help us strengthen the muscles to um, extend the, or loosen the joints to enable us to do that. Cause a lot of times it's flexibility. A lot of people don't have a lot of flexibility that comes in and getting off the ground. But there's also a conversation like, People definitely don't want to fall on the ground. They're just trying to avoid it as much as possible. I don't want them to avoid it. I try to flip their script. I say, let's fall or let's tumble and let's find different ways to get up on the ground. And I stemmed this. We did this back whenever I was at UND with basketball and it was soccer. Just getting up and getting on and off the ground without using your hands. Then do it while holding a med ball, do it while holding a plate overhead, like find different distractions or limitations, I should say, that give the athlete constraints. It's the yeah. uh, uh, learning theory. Yeah. Well, yeah. Providing, providing people with different just movement strategies to you're just, you're solving a problem really. Um, you're just looking for solutions to, to solve a movement problem in which you have trouble solving um and like going back to playing spike ball or 
uh, playing beach volleyball or something like that. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how much, how much more deadlifting is going to do or squatting is going to do once you, once you're at like a prerequisite amount of strength, how much more of that is going to be beneficial compared to playing a sport in terms of giving you functional, functional in quotes, not range of motion, functional stability, functional movement strategies. You know what I mean? It's just like getting out of a car, especially for someone who's old, probably uh, flexing their hip and then they're going to have to rotate their hip to step out of the car seat and get their foot on the ground. Like, I don't know how much deadlifting, if you're, if you can already deadlift so much weight, why not just go play sports and give yourself widen that bandwidth of movement strategies or movement abilities so that you have, you're prepared to do all these different things that are actually important in daily life, like getting out of a car or like walking up the stairs, whatever it may be. Well, even if it's just like, I, I completely agree, but even if it's just something that they do that they've done their entire life, I want to be able to they are continuously doing it at a good pace. For example, um, I have golf, I don't know, four times a week. He just is out there all the time. And he's 60-something. Like, for a 60-something-year-old guy who probably still has a lot of golf left in him, I want to make sure that he can rotate without pain, that he's not experiencing back pain when he comes in. If he comes, if he comes in here saying, oh, I just played four days in a row of golf when my back hurts, I'm going to tell him to be an idiot and sit down and have a, let's rest but let's also look at your swing how your hips are moving in your swing like film film a couple and then we can kind of throw some med balls we can do some anti-rotation work. we can lock down pelvis and uh rib cage we can rotate better and more efficiently and, I, and granted golf is golf is more of an old person sport i don't want to say that because i love golf i did it as a kid it's so much fun to me but it, more often than not, people join a country club, they're going to be a little better than when you went up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that, that the mentality with that. Like, keep them active. Love them. Play cardio, some strength, of course. Should carry their back. I make sure that people do participate in love them all my client here all but we're able to uh do sprint tempo i think i'm trying to get a couple people doing it i train with a couple of the high school they're into it they're not doing exactly to a team yeah but we're sprinting sprint for a very very time yeah and like i think it really just goes back to making making training fun making physical activity fun and changing the changing the mindset to it's not something that you just go punch in get your 45 minutes a day in but it's something that you look forward to because i mean i know i know obviously you know people who they they work out they they train they're physically active but it's something that they don't enjoy doing and it's like they had a long day at work they're tired they got to go, they got to go work out because it's something that they got to do. And they just don't get as much out of it because they don't put in the effort that they should put into it because they don't view it as something that's fun. 
And I, I, I don't ever want to get to that point. And that's probably what, like, I haven't, for my own training, I don't even follow any sort of program at all. I, right now I go in there and I just, what's that? That's good to like, there should be, well, don't program, make shit up on. Yes. Do fun shit. Like if you played spike ball with, if you played spike ball, probably three days, really should sponsor this episode. <laughs> but if you played spike ball probably three days a week with coworkers and just kind of put like a sport like for a spike ball tournament at UND. Yeah. For staff only, like that would be cool as hell. And honestly, you're going to get a lot of physiological benefits and a lot of fun. <laughs> and you're going to get a ton of psychological benefits too. Uh, the endocrine system is going to react different than if than if it was something that you just walked in to a normal gym and did whatever was on the whiteboard for that day. Like, there's going to be so many more benefits than just the uh, textbook physiology that you would see. You know that you would see in a textbook from doing something like spike ball or just some other silly game. Just yeah, and I I guess I don't really know where else I want to go with this, but I think if you can get to a point where you're having fun and you enjoy what you're doing, you're not going to stop exercising. And yeah, that's, that's, that's really all I got, Sean. What, what I want to, this is kind of, I can make this like, if I can convey anything to people that work with a coach, work with a trainer, anything like that, if there's a way that you trainer, create that cohesive where you get are creating that environment that you look forward to going back to every day it's it truly is at least from my perspective being in the uh, uh personal training environment it is it is a investment on your health mm-hmm. and that's I, I try to get my clients to understand like i'm here to I'm here to make sure you smile. We're going to work a little bit, but trust me, it's going to be for the better. Like I'm not going to send you out of here crawling because the stairs you have to go down, go down those stairs dead tired, an issue. Yeah. I, I, everything just comes back to live at, or live as young as you can for as long as you can. Yeah. Get how live as young as you can as old and get as old or something along those lines yeah yeah it makes sense to me um i hope i hope this message is heard by a lot of people because a bit of problem oh pretty well but i want to be a proponent of change in that and that's why i like my work that I hear because I'm a proponent of movement and it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just going to increase the adherence. If people are, if people do their, whatever their weight training that they're supposed to do, and then they're sore for a few days, their adherence level is going to drop. They're not going to come in. They're not going to be as consistent with it. And it's just a train reaction domino effect. If you enjoy what you're doing, you're going to do a lot more of it. <laughs> And it's 
going to be better for you in the long haul. So, yeah. Before we cut out on this, I also want to say like, do stuff that I, I like to challenge people by doing stuff that they aren't necessarily comfortable doing. They haven't done before. I have a client who I told her, get in the pool a week. And she's like, because it's really, really good for you. So just from an like, active recovery perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have, we also have a couple people that are in here every single day doing like classes here every day. Guys, don't come in here every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take a day off. Even if it's just going in the pool and just sitting in the hot. Finally took my word for it. She took a spin class, but what she did was she did not go hard in the spin class. She actually nasal breathed the entire time. I'm like, yes, I am rubbing. <laughs> and she felt amazing afterward. She's used to hard Saturdays and being dead tired on Sundays. She walked in Sunday. She felt great. Yes, because you at rest, and rest is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, overlooked. Like, I want to be as consistent as possible, especially with people in here. Sometimes people that sign up for two times a week training, like, that's two out of five days Yeah. for an hour. That's two hours. Why don't we go four days for half hour sessions or two one sessions? You're going to get more consistency, and you're going to get – I think it's going to mean a lot more in the long haul because, one, I – Mm-hmm. Uh, they get yeah. Was- yeah well yeah like you said hopefully people uh a lot of people hear this message and kind of pass it on because something that i'm really passionate about is just going and having fun being physically active and having fun like i want to drill that home having fun while you're physically active have fun have fun have fun for all of the all of the things that we just said before this, make sure you are having fun when you are uh, participating in physical activity. Drives up compliance, drives up adherence. Your endocrine system is going to respond differently. You're going to get a bunch of psychological benefits, and you're going to get all of the same physiological benefits as you would with just training in a weight room. So, yeah, thanks for listening, and anyone who who well, is. Plus, the more abilities you have later in life, the more people are going to look at you and be like, damn, I wish I could. Right, right. And that's oh. going to be. <laughs> All right. So thanks for anyone who checked this out. Uh, we'll have some more content for you. And make sure you're going and getting bang energy drinks. <laughs> and Mike Ball, those are our <laughs>